Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Tuesday, January 19th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Flyers coming off their first loss of the season, a 6-1 defeat uh, to the Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo came in, dictated the entire game for the most part. Um, Flyers were much too sloppy in this game. The details were not dialed in. And a team in Buffalo came in 0-2 and looking to get a, their first win of the season. And the Flyers coming in 2-0. and uh, It showed in, in the detail and, and maybe the urgency of that game as well. Good news is the Flyers will be right back at it tonight. This is the first of eight back-to-backs for the Flyers this season. And we're going to hear from Elaine Vigneault coming up in a couple of minutes and hear his post-game thoughts as he met with the media after this 6-1 loss. It's also the most lopsided uh, home loss of Elaine Vigneault's tenure as a head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. So what happened in the game? Uh, Look, Buffalo came in as a desperate team, like I said, and they really dictated the terms. And the Flyers just weren't able to respond. And when they did, uh, things went, you know, they had a little bit of of energy at one point and were banging and then a turnover and it ends up in the back of your net. There was some some bad fortune in there and some of it, a lot of it actually, self-inflicted. They just have to be better. Um, is Buffalo a horrible team? No, they're not. They added Taylor Hall this offseason. They have some pretty good players, including a guy, I, I think a top five player in the league in Jack Eichel. Uh, Taylor Hall is an MVP just a couple of years ago uh, to play alongside uh, Jack Eichel. And then you look at uh, Rasmus Dahlin now really coming into his own in his third year in the NHL and some other good players there, Olofsson and some other guys that really contributed for that team. And they were a team that's gotten off to some good starts the last couple of years, but through the full 82, kind of fell apart and fell out of the playoff mix, uh, but did put together some stretches of pretty good hockey. Got good goaltending from Carter Hutton uh, in this game tonight. All the Flyers didn't test him nearly enough uh, through most of that game. But that being said, um, that's still a team that you would deem as an inferior opponent to the Philadelphia Flyers, But and they have to play better, and they have to play with more urgency and Yet yeah, it's a 56-game season, and, and games do mean more. Uh, but doesn't mean those kind of games won't happen, especially here early. So, you know, I saw a lot of people on social media kind of freaking out, and, and and I get it. It's the immediacy of what you're seeing at that moment and a team getting dominated, and you want to make sweeping judgments at that time. But I, I, I will caution you on that because we are at a very small sample size. Just like winning two games against the Penguins didn't guarantee anything. I said that in the episode uh, after the game to win over the Penguins. It didn't mean that the Flyers were going to be the number one seed and that the Pittsburgh wasn't going to make the playoffs. Um, You're seeing here early in this season, by the way, one without preseason or exhibition hockey and a very short training camp, you're seeing some teams that look like, you know, that the prognosticators or the experts or, you know, based on recency were legitimate top teams in the NHL, teams like the Bruins, who won the President's Trophy last year. They were shut out by the Isles, uh, one to nothing, um, and they already lost to the Devils. The Devils were the team that was picked to come in the bottom spot in the East Division. Uh, so in their three games, they're 1-1-1. One, one, and one. They got shut out by the Islanders, and they lost to the Devils. And they also haven't scored a 5-on-5 five five goal yet. Does that mean that the Devils, or the Bruins rather, are trash? No, it doesn't. Um, the Red Wings beat the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes, pretty good team. And the Red Wings last year, and by most prognostication, are a pretty bad team this year. They beat the Canes. Uh, You look at some of the other losses around the league. The Islanders got shut out by the Rangers 5 to nothing. Then they also shut out the Rangers 4 to nothing. 
What my point in, in bringing these up, and there's been other ones too. There's other bad losses. Toronto lost to Ottawa and team things that you wouldn't think would happen. And in the beginning of a season, defensive zone structure is not dialed in. We see it at the beginning of every NHL season under normal circumstances when you have anywhere between six and ten exhibition games. Uh, the, all the people that say make the nets bigger, shrink the goalie equipment, they all go, wow, scoring's up in the first two months of the league. But then eventually defensive um, responsibility comes more into play and systems come into play. Teams tighten it up and scoring ends up where it is every year. But that being said, you don't have that period of time right now. You know, you, your players still aren't where they want to be. They haven't gotten their game fully in order. There's still a little bit of thinking going on in the ice. And you can, I, I think you can see thinking on the ice at times. And when you can see it, it's, it's usually wearing a mask of mistake. And you can see that right now. And it's not just the Flyers. You see it all over the league. And because the systems and the responsibilities aren't just instinctual yet. Why? Well, because you haven't played hockey in a long time. They haven't played since September. Uh, other teams haven't played since September. Some of the teams that didn't even go to the bubble haven't played since last March. These things are going to happen. It doesn't mean that you can't be mad at what happened against the Sabres on Monday night, because you can. It was ugly. I guess the only good news is that there weren't fans there, that nobody paid to go see that Flyers performance. But all said and done, you know, those games are going to happen in a long season, in a flow sport like hockey or basketball. Sometimes there's a clunker, and that was a clunker. It was a bad game. What matters, and the really the only thing that matters as you're hearing this right now, is what happens tonight. Because how a team reacts to throwing out a clunker is what's most important. And we talked about it several times last year. Since January 2nd of last season in the regular season, the Flyers had not lost back-to-back games and it until they lost two in a row against the Islanders in that second-round playoff series. You hadn't lost back-to-back games, responding off a loss. Now, that was an identity they had last year that they developed in the second half of that season and into the playoffs until that second round. Is that an identity that will travel from season to season? Usually identities don't travel. Um, they can be a team that reforges that identity, but it has to happen organically in season. It doesn't travel from season to season. So t- tonight's a big game because you're coming off a really bad performance against a team that you would deem as an inferior opponent, and how they respond in this situation will be everything. That will be what is paramount. This is a, a test early in the season to give you an indication as to the identity and the makeup of this group. Yeah, there's very little change from this year to last year. Matt Niskanen, Eric Gustafson, really that's the only change of substance at this point. I know they were missing Sean Couturier in that game, but injuries happen. So there's not a lot of change here, but still with very little change, it still is a different dynamic in the group. You have players that are taking on bigger roles, guys like Travis Sanheim and Phil Myers, who wasn't on this team at the beginning of last year. Morgan Frost was in the lineup. Nicholas Albay-Kubel was not in this lineup at the beginning of last year. Scott Lawton was not a fourth-line center. Nolan Patrick didn't play a shift. Oscar Lindblom, in December, got the ewing Sarcona cancer diagnosis. Uh, so many things have happened between the beginning of last season and now that we have to see if this is an identity they can forge going forward. And that is of a team that responds to losses in a positive way. Elaine Vigneault and his coaching staff, they do a tremendous job 
getting their team ready after a loss. Losses are going to happen. It's how you respond to them that is what matters. And this is an opportunity after getting spanked yesterday to come out tonight and not suffer the same fate. Be ready to play emotionally. Be ready to play physically. Be ready to play mentally. Have the details of your game in order. And if you do that, then you'll start to develop that identity and that trait as a team that responds in these kind of situations. All right, let's hear from the head coach. The head coach addressed the media after a lopsided 6-1 loss to the Sabres, and here's what he had to say. Yeah, you'd be two questions. Uh, first one, do you think the two wins over the Penguins be a false sense of security? And the second question is, is Brian still going to start, uh, or Brian Elliott still going to start more? Uh, for your first question, uh, I don't believe uh, the, the, the Penguins game had anything to do with tonight. Uh, I think our, you know we made it very clear to uh, – our team that uh, we needed to uh, play better than we did, and uh, we obviously didn't do that tonight. I think Buffalo should get a lot of credit. Uh, they played a strong game. They uh, made a lot of the right plays, and uh, they made us look uh, very bad on the ice. So, I mean, without a doubt, this was a team loss. We They were very good, and, and we weren't good, and yes, Brian is going to start tomorrow. Hey, Lane. Uh, both you and the players have mentioned a lot over the last few days that the 5-on-5 the five five play needed to be improved. Did you see a lot of the same issues tonight that you saw in those games uh, that, that you thought needed improving? Um, you know, what I saw tonight was uh, our, our decision-making with the puck uh, was, wasn't good enough. And when it's not good enough, obviously that feeds the other team's transition. And they come at you, and they come at you hard, and uh, that's what happened uh, for the most part tonight. Uh, we need to be better uh, with the puck. Uh, if we are, we'll spend less time in our zone. We'll get through the neutral zone, and we'll, we'll be able to uh, do a better job in the offensive zone. After a game like this, does it make it easier for you to get your point across to the players versus maybe after the first two games when you played, you know, not the way you wanted but still got a win? Well, I think if I'm a, I'm a player and if I'm part of the coaching staff, which I am, I'm embarrassed by how we played tonight. And I'm happy that we can get right back at it tomorrow and prove what type of team we are. So that's the opportunity we're going to get uh, within uh, a little while here. We're, we'll be right back on the ice. And uh, I expect a, a much better game from us, much better execution. Uh, much harder to play against, and uh, and uh, I'm confident that that's what we're going to see tomorrow. Hey, V. Um, what did you see from the Lawton line and the Frost line as opposed to the, your top six group? You know, I, I thought for the most part, uh, Scott's line uh, played hard tonight. Uh, uh, you know, they uh, they did a, a lot of good things. Morgan, for a guy that hadn't played in I don't know how long, uh, I thought for the most part he, he played a good game. He played a smart game. Um, so, I mean, you know, obviously we we can all play better, and that's what we're going to need to to do tomorrow. You guys last year allowed the fewest shots per game in the league. Um, are you all by the number of shots you've given up so far through three games? Well, it's very small sample size so far. Uh, I do believe that uh, we all understand that uh, we need to. Uh, get our game to where it can be, and uh, 
this group has worked extremely hard in the past. I don't see why it wouldn't work extremely hard moving forward here uh, to find our rhythm, to find our game, and to play the right way. Okay, Coach, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Stay safe. So, Head Coach Elaine Vigneault, going to go back to Brian Elliott. This was a question we were kind of throwing around at the press box after the Flyers, after the game, was it was, li- it was likely that Elaine Vigneault was going to go with Brian Elliott tonight anyway because it was a back-to-back. But because Brian Elliott came in a, with a, got a little bit oh, more than a half a game in, would he still go back to Brian Elliott? And he is going to go back to Brian Elliott. Um, it, it's interesting because the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, when they're giving their goaltender Freddie Anderson a day off, they actually dress their third goaltender. So they'll play Jack Campbell, and they'll have their third goaltender dressed. So Freddie Anderson doesn't even dress on that day. So it's a true day off. It's really not that much of a day off for a goalie when he's the backup. It's it's a true day off and a mental day off if the goalie doesn't even dress. So I'll, I'll be interested to see if the Flyers do that. The Maple Leafs are the only team that has kind of deployed that method so far this year. I'll be interested to see if other teams do it because it is a condensed schedule. It is a 56 games in 116 days. The Flyers do have 10 games in 19 days. I wonder if there's any consideration to doing that with Carter Hart tomorrow, dressing Alex Lyon as the backup and having Brian Elliott start the game. We shall see. All that, what we do know is that Brian Elliott will start the game against the Buffalo Sabres, and the Flyers have an opportunity. They have an opportunity to put a foundational block of the identity of their team as one that responds from defeats and one that responds from tough defeats. We'll see if they can do that tonight. Everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of Flyers Daily. We'll bring you another day after game edition coming up tomorrow. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's episode of Flyers Daily. Live, live again.